Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. All right, so I was thinking when you had in the news that they're going to start meeting today to discuss at City Hall the changing of the name of Dundas Street. Right. I thought, well, what could we change it to? And, of course, you would think that my ego would go right to Craig Van Lane or Craig and Lucky Drive. Right. But no, no, but no. no, no, no. We can't have that. Not yet. It's coming, but not yet. But I thought, why not Fox Street? Why don't we name it after Terry? Okay. Fox Street. It's one of our longest running streets. It goes east-west across the city. Right. It would be cheaper. It's only three letters. Right. Uh, that or Gretzky Lane. <laughs> I mean, you can never go wrong with naming something after Gretzky. But I, I think Fox Street. Why not? Young and Fox. Right. At the corner of Young and Fox. Huh. Is the intersection? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a, a Canadian I mean, hero. I, I'm certainly not going to argue with it. Right, I think the... That would be good if you did, though. Could you imagine? <laughs> what did he do? Quitter? <laughs> like, I know we debate a lot of stuff, but I was waiting to see if I What's it going to end in thunder? But no. Uh, what did he ever do? No. No, I, you know, I, I think if you're going to name it Fox, you might as well go with Terry Fox, though. You'd want... Yeah, the whole Although thing. I guess Dundas, you know, they use the last names right. only, right? I think you'd be fine with Fox. Right. Fox Street. The meeting could be over rather quickly. Right. And again, like you, imagine somebody in City Hall going, mm, doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know, because they're talking about it. It could cost like 5 to $10 million. Oh, sure, Dundas to change the, the signs. Name. Yeah. It, like, is it that much? Is well, it, does it, it's a long street. Does it cost that much? You figure, you figure at every intersection, at every stop. And you got to pay someone to do it. Yeah. Maybe just make it Dunda. <laughs> D. One can of blue paint. Done. Get a kid out there over the summer. <laughs> Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton got married on Saturday at Blake's estate in Oklahoma. He actually built the chapel for the occasion. I don't know if he went to hammer and nails himself. <laughs> if he had Adam Levine over there helping him yeah. cut the wood. Right. Uh, No word on how many people were there, but they say the guest list was pretty small. The ceremony was officiated by Carson Daly, the host of The Voice. Really? Yeah. Okay. And their first dance was to Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. Okay. It's a good tune. Great song. Uh, I had heard he, uh, there were pictures they had put up on social media, he and his his formal jeans. Of course. Um, and, uh, and she with, uh, some, some boots under her dress. Oh, I've is... been to a couple of those weddings. Oh, so lame. Somebody who's really into country music wearing the poop kickers. Right. I remember my, uh, my best buddy, uh, when he got married and I was his best man, they got married up, uh, just, uh, outside of Esplanola. Uh, he married this girl from up there and we had to hike up there for the wedding and it's all farm country. So at one point, uh, during the ceremony... Or during the reception held at the local arena because yeah. they didn't have any reception halls, um, they all got into like uh, rain boots. Okay, and some dance. Really? I guess from trudging through the farm property and keeping okay. it, something like that. Yeah, once uh, once Footloose or Cotton Eye Joe come out, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes you try to include something that the other one's really passionate about. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I guess at some point you could have had all your groomsmen come out and skate. Right. No. You know, pass the puck around in the middle of the floor. I'm not that passionate. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't dance to a Bush tune <laughs> instead of Peter Gabriel. <laughs>
<laughs> I wonder if Gavin. Swallowed, maybe? <laughs> I wonder if Gavin was invited. Right now. It is Rock Mornings. Welcome to it. Your pal is Craig and Lucky. Going to be another hot one today for sure. And with that, expect some uh, thunderstorms perhaps along the way. Last night it got dark pretty quick and we were scurrying uh, in all the cushions as you do in the summertime. Right, the yes. cushion run. Yes. Uh, and a little rain came down. It was uh, more uh, more noise than rain, it seemed like, between the thunder and the lightning. Uh, we were on the golf course. We were invited by a friend of ours to uh, check out the Oshawa Golf Club. The boys were. Uh, and so uh, and so we took took the kids there to their, their first experience at a private golf club. You took the boys to uh, Oshawa Golf Club. Uh, they were they were invited. I just was tagging huh. along. I was huh. the ride. Wow. Right. And so uh, and all they all the kids, they were on and on about the carts. Oh, like, how nice they are. Silent. Yeah. Like, like the cushiony leather seats. Sure. Like, oh, Dad, what is it? I'm like, you know, you realize, even if we were members, you wouldn't be riding carts. You wouldn't be here. <laughs> right. I was a member. If, if I was a member at the Oshawa Golf Club and I saw you show up with your kids, I'd give up my membership. I'd, I, I'd be there to avoid children. I'd go to Wonderland to see kids. I don't want them roaming around a private golf course. There are was, no rules anymore. When I was growing up, that, that was the, basically the the hangout. Well, not the hangout, but but there were a lot of parents who, you know, used that as the the summer. That's your summer. You've mm-hmm. got a membership of the club, and you go and uh, you know to hang out on the driving range or the putting green for the entire summer and eat hot dogs and drink lemonade you, in between. You lived in a completely different world. I wasn't there. What? A lot of my friends were, and they turned out to be pretty good golfers. <laughs> In that statement, let's just review that statement. Right. My friends, back when I was a kid, used to spend their summers at a private golf yeah, course. at the club. <laughs> I think I said, spent most of my summers in a quarry. <laughs> Literally. It was filled with water every summer, and that's where we hung out. Jumping into jagged rocks. Ah, yes. Yeah. Some of you made it, some of you didn't. Uh-huh. How are uh, Moo Moo and Fiffy and Poo Poo? How are they all your <laughs> all your old? Uh, are they all still wearing sweaters over there? Uh, cardigans uh, over they, there? But they pop the collar. You got to pop the collar when you're there. So did you sign up? Have you? Uh, the boys have a membership. I uh, no, now? they don't. They do not. They no. can. They can go ask their <laughs> uncle for some <laughs> very cushy seats when they want to ride. Actually, speaking of uh, having memberships and such, I saw an interesting story about. Uh, you know, you have to have dough to be a member of a, a golf course. You have to have uh, dough to be a member of anything. But the story goes that I guess because we're living so long these days, we're blowing through uh, our money before it ends up being handed down to our kids. And a lot of times parents, you know, the kind of the goal in life was to get, you know, enough behind you. Set that, things up for the future. That you could leave something for the kids. The yeah. problem is we're living so much longer, we're blowing through it. And a lot of uh, kids, uh, young people are understanding that. And they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's your dough. Right. And get, do what you need to do. And, and we'll figure it out for ourselves as well. Well, and it's not that we're just blowing. We're, we're blowing through it, some of them, some of us, before we're even gone. Oh, well, right? that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, but I mean, like, you know, comes down to it. You're thinking, oh, crap. I get a, you know, if you're thinking of saving for retirement. Right. Right. Sure. You know, you look at. Yeah, everyone's the big houses and how expensive they are and putting fancy cars in front of them. Uh-huh. I was on the lake on the weekend, 
there's probably about $5 million in boats flying around me. Oh, sure. Because it's not just that you have to have a boat or a, or a jet ski. I mean, those things, a jet ski is like fifteen twenty thousand dollars right. But now you got to have the boat that can, like, fill with a bladder of water in it so you can get a bigger wake so you can surf behind it. Oh, for like a $200,000 boat rolling around the lake. And you need the $150,000 pickup truck to pull it. <laughs> That's true. That your, that your five-foot-three blonde wife drives to the specialty <laughs> coffee shop and can't park. Don't get me started. I thought this was interesting because when I read it, it seems to fly in the face of what uh, many of us believe about parenting these days. Uh, people were asked, over a 1,000 people were asked with kids under the age of 16. Uh, and then another 1,000 parents with children over 30 were asked, are you more laid back, are you a more laid back parent than your own parents were? Now, laid back is interesting because huh. laid back to me would say that you kind of allow them to do as they wish or you don't have a lot of rules in place. There's right. not a lot of, you know... Yeah. Do as I say and, and, and all of this. Um, many feel, though, that their parents were stricter or tougher 30 years ago. Uh, things that were um, common parenting rules 30 years ago. Respect your elders. You don't always get what you want. Kids have to do chores. You have to sit down and eat together as a family. You have to behave, especially in public. Right. And I and I can remember my parents certainly. Yeah, pushing, I still have a few rules. of those in place. Yeah, uh, I think I guess I'm probably more laid back in the sense of yeah, you eat we eat when and where we right. want to. Right, 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 right. Your, your mom wasn't running around making meals, especially for you, and then especially for your dad. Right, perhaps. Whereas that happens more. Parents will cater to their children, perhaps. Yeah, more. but I just meant just like you know, dinner time is not a set time. Right. for us. Okay. and you know, if if they, you know, a lot of times, like, oh, can I take this down and eat it in front of the Xbox? Like, right. Yeah. Go no. ahead. Get out of my face. Get out of my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas we were eating family dinners around the table. So I guess in in some respects, parenting was more uh, strict or focused in those areas 30 years ago. They just didn't hover as much as we do now. I kind of think maybe the rules were set in place. Right. And then if you broke those rules, you got in trouble. But for the most part, you were given the rules and then you were allowed to hover around those rules. It's, it's interesting. I would say, you know, if I had to assess it in my house, that we're probably more laid back inside the house mm. and tighter outside. Mm -hmm. And I probably see that around more often mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, yeah, you go to the park and you see a group of kids without parents and it's more surprising, surprising mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, and, and, uh, and, yeah, same goes with, like, the hockey arena. Like, I remember being dropped off, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it doesn't really happen so much. Anymore. No, parents. It, it, there is this thing of parents being much more involved in their children's lives and being sometimes on a more of a friend basis. It's kind of like the great, um, the great moment in Mean Girls when Amy Poehler plays the mom. I don't know if you ever saw Mean Girls, but she is so desperate to be her daughter's best friend. Right. You know. I, you know, I don't think it's so much about that. I think it's almost, uh, you know, the the peer pressure of social media, mm. where is if you don't do it, 
You would look bad. You would look like a bad right, parent. Right, right. If you just drop the boys off and split. Or, oh, yeah. oh, who is this parent that's, you know, doing yeah. this so self-centered? Yeah. Right? And so about them, right? I think, you know what, it's funny you say that now because I haven't thought about it in a long time. But I remember when David was playing uh, hockey, there was a couple of times, I think, that I dropped him off. And I had somewhere to go or something to do that was more important than me just standing in a rink for an hour. Right. So. I would drop him off. I'd walk him in. You know, I'd, you'd get into the uh, dressing room, and I'd be splitting, and the other fathers would be like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say, the peelers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I remember having kind of that. Now, today, commenting common parent techniques that we didn't have 30 years ago, positive reinforcement instead of punishing them for bad stuff. Right. Giving them room to learn for their mistakes. Now, I, I don't believe that's true. Because I believe many parents go out of their way to make sure their kids don't make mistakes mm. these days. I, I think that was more of a, a thing of the past. Like, I, you know, for example, riding your bike. You know, if I rode my bike and fell off and scraped my knee, right. my dad would say, well, you learn now not to fall off your bike and scrape your knee. Whereas today we'll put knee pads on and elbow pads. So they don't make those mistakes. You know, and I think one of the biggest differences I find as well is that when, when I was growing up, any parent was my parent. Right. Right? Right. Like, like, you know, if I was over at my buddy's house and I screwed up, mm. they were giving me trouble mm-hmm. just as much as my parents were. They might not, you know, beat me, mm. but <laughs> yeah. uh, but there was certainly a scolding that was coming. You're right. I think I got sent home by my some friends' oh, yeah. parents along the way because they'd had enough of me. And now it's, you know, like the idea of someone else talking to your kid or disciplining them mm. you know, without you there or without you doing it is unheard of or, yeah. or like an unwritten rule. You oh, know? Like a teacher, right? right? A teacher Teachers, laying into your kid. Well, and then, yeah, teacher, coach, you know, you, how dare you lay into little Johnny? I had a teacher throw me, pick me up and throw me against a locker to shut me up. I told my parents, they said, you probably deserved it. Right. Today, that teacher would be fired. We had a teacher at a foam brick. He was throwing at you. <laughs> I'm sure he wishes it yeah. was a real one. Yeah. I, well, I remember a teacher had a technique where he'd take kids out of the class who were causing trouble, and he'd put them up, he'd shut the door, and he'd put them up against the locker, and he'd take the ruler and hammer it against the locker, and he'd say, oh. scream, scream, you know, act like I'm really giving you a beating. Right. And then they'd come back in, and it, it all turned into be just a joke. We all knew what was going on, but... Uh, uh, we didn't have yeah. the beating part. We certainly had the locker. Locker 77. Oh, yeah? one specific teacher. Is that you'd have to find go go find locker seventy seven and stand in front of it. And was there a seventy seven? Oh yeah, it was oh, there. It was there. <laughs> yeah, it was outside <laughs> in the smoking it was area. The lot. There's something that's gone too. The smoking area. Um, giving them space. These are these are common parenting techniques today that we didn't have thirty years ago. Giving them space to be playful and silly. Parents today say they try to be more playful than strict. Again, that might be that in-the-house kind of thing. Yeah, well, we don't give them much space at all. Right, right. Yeah, there really are kind of veal-raised. Like, and, and, it's, and it's weird because the kids almost look for it now, right? Like, they don't know what to do Without when you. I say, hey, yeah. just go, go play. Do you ever question? Oh, we all. I mean, I'm sure I question myself often in my parenting techniques. You, because there's no there's no rule book, right? You, right. you do it yeah. as you see fit. But I know that there was times that certainly Maria and I had discussions about: Are we too lenient, or are, should we be more strict? Or 
like at what stage do we let them roam or you know yeah i what i struggle with honestly is that i i tend to go from zero to a hundred really quick Mm -hmm. and it has a lot to do with the hours that we keep Mm -hmm. um and we're not in the mood where i'm just not in the mood for it and when i'm not it's it's not a gentle conversation very quickly it's either hey we're having a great time or oh my god get away right but do you find this, because this was always an issue in our home, if I came home and Maria was at 100, right. I'd feel bad for the kids. Now, I would never, yeah. yes. I would never show her up in front of the kids, yeah, but there would certainly be that conversation later of like, why were you peeking? Right. Like, what, what got you so upset? But the opposite was true with her. She'd come home and I had snapped and she'd be like, what? Is, like, they did nothing wrong, you yeah. know? Why oh, yeah. are you so angry? <laughs> yeah, we we yeah, take a walk, bite our tongue. It's a good time to walk the dog. <laughs> that poor dog, that dog walks must a lot. Need to go out. He's an Olympic. <laughs> He's like it's forty degrees. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, doing your best to connect with them. Now, this is something that obviously has changed, and I was guilty of it too. I, you know, trying to connect instead of being a, a, just a parent, trying to be their friend. Now, I had said to my boys often. Uh, you got enough friends. You've only got two parents. I play the role of parent. Mm. So I tried to, you know, but at the same time, you know, I wanted them to be able to talk to me, share with me, you know, do all those things. So I certainly, I think, connected with my boys a lot more than, say, my father ever did. Right. You yeah. I, I think I try to be fun dad more than than my dad probably tried to be fun right. dad. But I, but uh, my dad was mm. because I was an only child too, right? Sure, so sure. every now and then, you know, getting... It got tiring throwing the ball against the wall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't right. strapping the pads on to be goalie. No, no. Right. Whereas you will. Um, and helping them identify their feelings and process them. And I, again, that's all good. For mental health and all that stuff, of course, that's important. You know, the, the, the tough guy in me would always, you know, suck it up. Get on with it. You yeah. Know? But, I, I struggle with that sometimes, too, with, with wanting to tell them, hey, just, you know, time to suck it up a little bit. You mm-hmm. can't. You can't always be going to that crutch of, you know... Crying I, I, or this upset. Is, or, is it always anxiety mm, or you just, you right. know, need to toughen up a little bit? Yeah, or, yeah. or is it, you know... Uh, and and bully is a real crutch word these days too, right? right. Because of all of the anti-bullying that's going on. And yes, it's certainly necessary. Yep. And definitely in public settings. But, you know, you know, I had to say to the guys the other day, the boys, like, you know, every now and then when someone talks trash at you, it's not bullying. Right, just you know, life is hard. <laughs> it's a lot harder than this. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably a mistake that common uh, that current parenting does is that we try to shield them from too much. Well, everything and has I to have a we, label too. And right? I think we build that anxiety. I think we put that anxiety in them. Mm. You know, we we get them. I, I've seen it with family members and their children. Like our fears, we we put on to them, and that's unfair. You shouldn't. If you're afraid of elevators. Don't make them afraid of them, you know. They're not going to walk stairs the rest of their life. <laughs> Go to the CN Tower? Nope. Nope, can't do it. No. So anyhow, yeah, interesting. I just thought that whole conversation of parenting now compared to then, there seems to be more of a laid-back thing, certainly not as strict or here's the rules, right. follow them, it's my house, that, but we, but we hover a hell of a lot more. Yeah, and belts are only made for holding up pants now. <laughs> I am absolutely...
absolutely freezing. And I don't think the air is on that cold in here. Uh, well, I never know. Nor, well, no, it's not December because that's usually when the air conditioning yeah. works best. That's when it here. kicks in, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I found it kind of chilly in here yesterday, too. But maybe just because it's been so humid. Uh, the last you know, twenty four hours, it's just been on constantly. Literally, like just holding my uh, my tea to keep warm here. It's probably that vax. <laughs> Damn vax! Can I get the vax out of me? Is there something? <laughs> get this thing removed. That's great. Now yeah. you won't need air conditioning. It's great. Uh huh. At the, actually, speaking of uh, medicine, so I uh, had to uh, go have a uh, prescription refill for my cholesterol meds, and uh, got word from our. Dr. Downer, that I need some blood work done. Uh-oh. I guess it's that time. Ugh, here we go. Craig, you got to slow up on the drinking. <laughs> here we go. You know, I swear, I swear, he, I, 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 I believe, because I've been honest with him about my alcohol consumption. Right. So I believe that he, that, that the blood work will come back and he'll just tell me I have to slow up because he knows, obviously, it's not good. I right. mean, it's, you know. So, but he'll 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 say, "Oh, signs in your liver show that you need to slow up drinking." Oh, whatever, Doctor Downer. <laughs> it's amazing how we like we take the information we want to hear so many mm-hmm. times for things, and it's not only with our doctor; it would be with our mechanic too, right? You know, say, "Oh, your you know, your brakes are starting to wear a little bit." Yeah. And we're like, "I don't know." You know, I stopped here. I didn't run into your door, so right. obviously they work, you know. <laughs> but we'll do the same thing with our body. They'll say, ah, you probably should uh, lose a little weight and slow down a little bit on the drinking and be like, nah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you'll fully admit that you drink more than what would be the recommended. Oh, way beyond. <laughs> the usage. Way beyond. But then he tells you to slow it down. You think, eh. Well, here's the thing. I honestly believe that if I had gone to him from day one, and said, uh, oh, I eat nothing but broccoli, I drink water, I sleep 12 hours a day, and when I'm not sleeping, I'm on my Peloton. <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would say all my blood work is perfect. Right. But because I'm honest to him, and I admit that I don't eat well, that I don't get enough exercise, that I drink too much, I know, I know he, what he says is uh, advice to get healthy. Yes. But I believe he looks at the blood work, and, and, and he ups the numbers a bit. <laughs> Is what I believe. Okay, okay, you keep believing that. If, if on a scale of one to ten, uh, uh, four is like uh, healthy, and then as you gradually get towards uh, ten, it's it's bad. Right. If I'm at say a six, if four is healthy and I'm at a six, he'll tell me I'm at a nine. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I also love how we uh, how we up our importance to some people in our lives, mm-hmm. like you know. Uh, like he's going to look at all of the, the charts that come across his desk and think, oh, this one's Ven. I remember the conversation we had four years ago about his drinking levels. Whereas if he ran over you today wouldn't even in know. his luxury SUV. That's so funny. He I probably wouldn't know who you are. I bumped into him at Whispering Ridge once, didn't recognize me. You're right. A very, very important study was conducted. And found that those cardboard coasters that they have at bars make terrible frisbees. <laughs> okay. And it uh, only takes about half a second before they flip over in midair. So right. Just be aware of that. Eating French fries can help lower your blood pressure. But they have to be baked, not fried. Okay. Yes. You want to have some uh, motivational music in your life? Get you exercise and get you moving? 
Uh, songs that top the list include Run This Town by Jay-Z and Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh. Mm. Start doing the Rocky exercises. I guess so, yeah. The oldest shark attack victim was uh, in Japan. Experts at Oxford studied his skeleton and found evidence of shark bites. They say he was attacked by a shark around 3,000 years ago. Oh, okay. And they identified 790 separate injuries. That's a, that's a, shark that's a lot. That shark had a feast. Yeah. Audi, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche aren't competitors. They're actually all owned by the same company. That's right. Volkswagen. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't own any of those, but I own a Volkswagen. <laughs> Bottom right. of the barrel. <laughs> You're working your way up. Yeah, yeah. I go into a Volkswagen dealership. <laughs> and no, I don't need the Audi department. I don't need the Porsche department. <laughs> yeah. There are two current NBA teams that have won every NBA final they've played in. The Chicago Bulls are 6-0. and Okay. Of course, Michael Jordan was on all six of those teams. He had something teams. to do with it, yeah. Who's the other team? That have won every time they have been in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's the Lakers or the Celtics. They've been in it a lot. Uh, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, I, thought, I didn't think you were going to pull it out of your hat. Yeah. Good for you. Been there once. That's right. Won their first and only NBA Finals appearance. To build the Great Pyramids today, it would take 2,000 workers, five years, and $5 billion. (laughs) Not any breaks. (laughs) You'd have a strike in the middle of it. I see one guy building, and eight guys watching. That's right. That's right. Knock it down, throw up some condos. The uh, Hawaiian Islands spanned a distance of 1,523 miles. That makes Hawaii the world's longest island chain. Okay. Yeah. Never been. No, would love to go. Yeah, that's one of those places. My son's been twice. Oh. I'm still paying off his university, but he's good to go to Hawaii. <laughs> and a kick in the pants twice. Yeah, yeah, he's been twice. I, I, I can almost guess if him and uh, Ariel, his uh, girlfriend, uh, if they ever get married, I bet you they'll get married there. Oh, really? And I still won't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Too expensive, son. <laughs> still paying off your university. I had a chance to go. <laughs> I had a cousin get married. Yeah. And, you know, they, they lived in Vegas, but got married in Hawaii. Oh. I'm like, dude, if you got married in Vegas, yeah. I would have been right there. What a life. <laughs> I don't know them, and I don't like them. Uh, if you don't include Super Bowls... The biggest delivery day in Domino's Pizza history? Uh, the O.J. Simpson. That's right. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, the, it was the, the Chase, right? Yep. The, the yeah. Chase, June of 94. Yeah, the anniversary of that was just a couple of weeks ago. I said, You know, it's every now and then I'll see like an, uh, an old white Bronco driving around. It's very mm-hmm. rare. I mean, you don't see many of them anymore. I think they tried to bring them back there. They're, they're, they're coming back. They're still oh, they back, are, yeah. Are they coming back? And it's the first thing you think of. The O.J. Simpson car chase. I think they had to drop that model after that, Probably. You would think they would have sold a lot more of them because of it. 53% of the flags in the world have blue in them. Okay. Hmm. NBC created its Peacock logo in 1956 because peacocks are multicolored. And RCA owned NBC at the time and thought a multicolored logo might inspire people to buy color TVs. Right, yes. I like this one. A doctor diagnosed the injuries that the bandits suffered during Home Alone. (laughs) 
and figured out 23 of those injuries would have killed them. <laughs> so trying, to, trying to think of the most painful one. The paint can, I think, in the head. Uh, those were bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many of them. The lighting your head on fire. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Right. The slipping at the, the door. The, the slipping on the ice. The burning of the hand. Right. Yeah. Those, Very painful. Um, wasn't there like the um, the iron? That, right. You right. got it in the forehead? You got it right in the forehead. <laughs> the wet bandits. That's right. What happened to Daniel Stern? Where is he these days? Retired, probably. And finally... Approximately 6,420 people worldwide die every hour. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, 6,420 people die worldwide every hour. While 16,720 are born. Yeah, I thought the population was growing. Not this. Yeah, well, not this past year, right? I guess. With those numbers, the world's population grows by more than 10,000 people every hour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we got to stop with the humping. <laughs> the takeaway on that is, well, it's true. Another idiot born every minute. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.